0: to build a high growth business while living a life truly aligned with your family and personal values. Well, hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back to the show. We have our incredible guest on today, Amanda Moxley. Welcome, Amanda. Thank you so much, Megan. Yeah, I'm so excited to have you here. I am going to turn the baton over to you in just a second to tell us all about you. And I just want to tell the audience how we actually know each other because it's an interesting story. And I don't even know if you know this story unless I told you in one of our previous conversations. So Amanda, I believe you've been... How long have you been running your own business? How many years has it been? 18.
1: Forever. 2005.
0: Okay. 2005. So longer than me, I got into all of this in 2011 and I don't know how I stumbled upon you, but you know, we all stumble upon people on Facebook, but I'm pretty sure I was following you on Facebook. And I remember back then in like circa 2011-ish, 10, 11, 12, somewhere in that world, you were doing some sort of webinar or masterclass at the time about how you went from, like zero to 80 K. It was something about money. And it was something about how you went from where you were to, you know, where Mm -hmm. you were at that time. It was like 80 K or something. The number 80 K comes to mind. And I was like, oh my gosh, I had been a teacher, high school teacher. I'd quit my job. I was trying to make my business work and I wasn't making any money at all. Like doing all things, not making any money. And I'm like, who is this Amanda Moxley person? She's talking about how she went from like nothing to 80 K in one year or something like that. And I was Mm -hmm. like, I'm going to sign up for this webinar. She's doing, you were doing a webinar. And I signed up for your webinar and I listened to that. I remember taking notes. I wish I could find the journal. Anyway, I kind of like tracked your journey in those in those earlier years for me. And then I noticed one time that you were like going on some retreat with somebody in like Tuscany. And I was like, how is this woman like going to Tuscany and how did she do it all? So you were actually, I don't know if I ever purchased anything from you. I can't remember. But you were one of the first people when I was brand new in this industry in 2011, I sort of paying attention to you back then. I was following you back then. And then we met in person for the first time at a Kristen Thompson event in 2013. Yep. And I mm-hmm. literally was like, like, you know, there's like, you look at people in this industry that are like, ah, and that's yeah. what I felt about you back then. That's so cool. crazy.
1: We I got a picture. I, re- I remember we got a picture. We did. It was the other, yeah. it was another gal with dark hair. Yeah. That- Michelle. Yes. Michelle. She's so sweet. I forget her yes. last name right now, but I see her. So you're in my mind. Yeah, Yeah. that is amazing. Wow. Thank you for sharing that with me. And that's good context for the the audience to realize that even if you're going out there and you're putting yourself out there and you're doing your webinars, you don't know who's listening and who it's impacting. Exactly. I, if you all are listening or are familiar with Amanda Francis, she yeah. is a, also a big influencer right now who's in LA and whatever. She has the same story where she heard me on this call and I was, you know, back then it was calls. We didn't have Zoom. We didn't have webinars. We didn't have video. I would take a video on my, I guess my camera up, put it into my computer and upload it back then. So Amanda Francis tells a story that she heard me say, and I charge $1,000 an hour and she anyway. She tells her whole rock bottom story, and I was a big. I was a coach she was listening to. So, yeah. you, you have no idea who's listening. So just keep showing up,
0: everybody. That's and right. Turn and, your and, and back then, I'm pretty sure whatever I listened to of yours, it was like instant teleseminar. It was just yeah. audio. It wasn't even there. we didn't have Zoom and yeah. Skype back then in 2011. It didn't exist. It was just your voice. Yeah.
1: It's so funny because all of my original clients, I never saw their faces. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't see, you know, you, and people didn't put video on Facebook. It was just their picture if they dared put their picture out there. So yeah, it's, it's a whole new world now.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, this will come back up uh, because we're going to be talking about speaking and growing your business through speaking. And it just goes to show you no matter what the platform is or what the format is, whether it's a stage or it's audio or it's video or it's offline, online, asynchronous, synchronous, it works. And it actually works for you. Like well into the future, right? So with that said, um, you're 18 years. Tell us a little bit about you. How did you even like, how did you even get started 18 years ago? And maybe even take us on a little bit of a journey on how your focus or your business has evolved and shifted and even pivoted over time.
1: Okay. Well, I was working as a social worker, similar to you. I had this other job and I, I, had also found the Institute for Integrative Nutrition. So in 2004, I attended IIN and I was working as a social worker and I was the worst employee because I was constantly saying, I want to start my own business. I want to start my own business. And I was going around my town. So I went to IIN and they said, if you get your first 10 clients, you can go into the second year. Program. So I ended up getting my first 10 clients speaking around my town. And I was just a hustler. When I first started, you had to get consultations. They wanted us to do 100 consultations. Guess where I went to get my consultations?
0: Oh, gosh, I don't even know where to guess.
1: (laughs) I went to the public mall and I went to the food court in the public mall. And I was like, do you, cause I remember as a teenager going to the mall and people would come up and ask you to do a survey. So I was that person. And I was, I liked it cause it was anonymous and they would never see me again. And I went to the food court and I got like intimate with these people, like sitting there asking them all about their health consultation. And I remember coming back from that and almost being like embarrassed. Like if I had now known I could have capitalized on that and been like, I'm such a hustler and I would have been smart. And I would have, because I saw other people years later come by and say, oh, I went out and speaking and I'm, and I, I, I've created all these clients and success. Now I'm going to teach you how to do it. But I was a little slow to the game. So (laughs) I stayed a health coach from 2005 until 2011. And then, and I, you know, so I went and I hustled and I I made it to six figures as a health coach, which was amazing because most health coaches don't do that. Mm -hmm. And then by then, I just wasn't as interested in health coaching as I was in money mindset and marketing. And so finally, the light bulbs went on and I was like, oh, I can teach you this. And that's what I did. Then I started doing uh, money mindset. I wrote a book called NGL Money Drama back in 2015. And that was my story of $36 to Multiple six figures Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, over multiple, you know, and then I made it. I actually made over $2 million, but up in anyway. But anyway, so, so yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. 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 So the origin story.
0: Yeah. I mean, to be someone who's still in this game 18 years later, you have probably navigated so, I mean, you have not probably, you've navigated so many changes to the industry, changes with technology. Um, you know, pivots in your business, what has really worked for you? Because that's going to keep happening. Like that's what I want the audience to know. Like, technology is just gonna keep changing, the industry is gonna keep changing, society is gonna keep changing, and we have to ride that wave. How have you managed to do that? How do you still do this 18 years in? That is such a great question. Well,
1: um, the first thing for me is only one time in these 18 years did I ever consider getting a job. I've so there's always been this is the only way this is the only thing for me and the one time I looked for a job and have this interview and they say okay and you're gonna get paid thirty thousand dollars and I'm like okay great is that a month and they were the guy his jaw drops and he's like no that's the year and I'm like um and he said, "I want to, I want to invite you to the next interview." And I, I said, "No, I'm sorry, I cannot do this." And he was, I was rejecting him. And he was like, "Wait, what is up with this lady?" So as long as there's no back door, and you know you're two feet in, and I think a lot of people they have one hand on the back door and one hand forward. So mm-hmm. first of all, you have to really be committed. And there have been so many changes, and now with AI, we're experiencing a huge new wave. We have a lot of enemies at stake, not, you know, the AI, the economy, the the whole world is kind of in shambles. So the key is don't focus on that. Don't focus on that. But I think it's smarter to be an earlier adopter. So I Mm -hmm. think of people who were like the woman who, when I remember when I first got on Facebook, maybe you weren't on Facebook in 2008, but there was this lady, I think her name was Mari Smith. And now she's like a multimillionaire. But like she was teaching me, here's how to do this on Facebook. So be an early adopter of AI, of TikTok, or whatever comes on, jump on that early and then become an expert at it and then teach other people how to use it.
0: Yeah. How? So with all these changes, how have you found ways to integrate that into what you guys are doing in your business? And you know, be clear too. Like, is it you integrating it? Is it your team integrating it? Like, what are you guys picking up on? That are some of these, honestly, it's a new direction that everything's shifting towards.
1: Well, I, as a visionary, am the main key force of keeping the head on straight and not getting distracted. But in, in my wisdom, I'm now seeing, after seeing so many cycles come through in all these years and seasons, I'm now seeing where I'm personally going is I'm going to be teaching and showing people more about AI and how to use AI to to just convert and create more copy and content to reach your people mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. instead of you, you, gone are the days of I'm too scared to post or, you know, those that you're lo- just lost in the dust, but it's about content creation and visibility Trump's ability.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, you said that you're obviously you're the company owner, you're the visionary I know that you've got a team who helps you move things forward and moves your ideas forward, implements, integrates, does all the things. How have you navigated that process? Because you know the place that you're at in your business, oftentimes it can be really crunchy for the entrepreneur because they're transitioning, still transitioning from doing some of the things, having a lot of control over certain things versus letting your team really run with it. How has that really played out for you in the last few years As a visionary who has a lot of ideas all the time, you know, how does that work as you lead, like with you leading your team um, so Mm -hmm. that they can really own their positions and you guys are moving forward at a really nice clip?
1: Well, to be honest, I've had the last couple of years were a little challenging for me since COVID. So a lot of this. So before that it was, and I've had team over the years, but my situation is I have used automation and use, I have a very simple business model at this point. So I don't have a lot of team. I have people who do things for me, but I'm not leading a huge organization of people. Mm-hmm. And so that does, that's not relevant for me, but I have seen people and I would recommend this book, 10X is Easier Than 2X by Dan by Dan Sullivan and Dr. Benjamin Hardy. And the whole idea here is that you want to be delegating your 80%. So you focus on your 20% and you go all in on what you're good at and you get rid of 80% of what is not your 10X self. And that's like, I'm looking over here. I have a whole list of what is Amanda's 20% 20, uh, 20%. and so for me, I'm doubling down on what I need to work on Mm -hmm. and then finding the who, he wrote another book called Who Not How and then really in my mind, the who, but the thing is, Dan Sullivan talks about your who's are not just a job that you delegate, but they are people who are, that is they're operating in their 20%. Mm-hmm.
0: So
1: you don't want to just go find someone cheap who can do this. You know, it's just some other person that has a brain that can do it, but someone who this is their master of excellence, what you're not good at. hmm Yeah. The problem with my stage, what you're saying, the crunchy part is like, I happen to be good at a lot of areas because I've been doing it. And so, the, so it's about letting go of that 80%. So you can focus on your 20%. Yeah.
0: Um, I call that, you know, part of that is what I call the winning strategy, which is how did we get to where we got? We used a particular winning strategy. And those are things that we became really good at, even if it's not a winning strategy that's going to work for us moving forward. And a lot of us, right. this is something I even work on with my mindset coach. It's like, well, what has been my winning strategy for the first 40 years of my life? And how was I using that in business? And then if I want to get to whatever next level I want to get to, is that winning strategy going to get to come with me or not? And that's it's tough because it's what you've known and oftentimes it's just it honestly becomes like part of your identity and you just do it because it's what you've always done because that's what you know someone else you know an outside perspective may say wait a minute that's not going to work in order to get you here i call that a winning strategy so it's sort of like you have to develop a new winning strategy and be really aware of when you're dipping into the old winning strategy because it's it's not going to take you to the next level
1: right and it and you then create a new identity yeah for sure yeah yeah yeah
0: so I know that you have, obviously, because I brought it up at the beginning of the show, you've really leveraged speaking and probably speaking in front of other people's audiences and networks as well. And I know that's that's a big part of what you're doing with people today. And I'm going to say it again, like learning how to speak and articulate your message and have charisma and own a room, whether it's on a virtual stage or an in-person or it's two people or it's 2000 people, that's never going to go away. I don't see that ever going away. So, you know, maybe talk about some, you know, what are some things that you're working on with your clients that are, and yourself that are working really well right now with, with speaking.
1: Speaking in sound bites is very important and speaking to the payoff and also articulating the pain and the problem and the pit of where you've come from. And most people, the other thing is, most people are more, if you, to a cold audience, people are more attracted to a problem you can help them get out of than solving a pleasure. So, mm-hmm. really speaking to the pain, articulating the pain, allowing yourself to emotionally connect to the pain of the prospect so that you can hook them into the promised land and the payoff. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, that's been huge because a lot of people, they just go and ramble and ramble and I can't hear you. But, and people's attention span is so fast. So really hitting the pain. What is the problem people are really facing? What are they up in the night about? What are they struggling with? And if you can be relatable, but not lose your leadership as you're speaking to the problem. Like mm-hmm. I can relate to that, but I'm not going, like I think in my early days, as you remember, this girl had zero. She's here. In my early days, I think I talked so much about being the underdog. And here's the other thing, you guys, I used to talk about your story goes from A to Z. You want to tell your story from A to Z and that you have a seminar story that you will repeat over and over again. But the problem is your stories attract your tribe. So, when I was telling the story of I have zero, and in fact, Megan, I have $36 at one point and it was 200, but I forgot to say, oh, I actually the next day had a five figure day. Mm -hmm. So, your stories attract your tribe. So, start, stop talking about your zero. Okay. So, they say you got to go, they have to hear your zero to go to your hero, but I think you need to go to the middle, the middle of your journey. Where are you like the middle? Because you want to attract people. You don't want to attract people. When I was doing like, oh, my 36 or 200, I was attracted to people that said, I only have $200. Can you work with me? Mm-hmm. And ultimately I could help them, but I needed someone a little bit more resourceful to really help them build their business to go to the next level.
0: I remember you talking about this way back in the day. Like this was, again, this was probably 2012, 2013 or 14. And I remember you talking about this in either a call you ran or in some of your newsletters back in the day around exactly what you just said. So I like to bring these things up because it just shows like you've been talking about the same thing for a really long time. Yeah. Um, and I love that, but I remember you saying something that you had identified in your own copy and content was that when you were talking about your beginning, it was attracting people at their beginning and they couldn't actually, some of them like couldn't even afford to work with you or they weren't the right ideal client. And it attracts a lot of people, you know, in the business coaching world, it attracts a lot of people who want to work with you, but they're like, and I can't afford that.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing it's so funny. So to your point, you might be saying the same thing over. And I say that to my mentor. I'm like, he's been saying this for 15 years, but the thing is you shift your audience, don't Mm -hmm. get bored, get better. And then speak to different audiences. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. So focus on the pain, focus on the problem. Um, Mm -hmm. Start in the middle of your story, not at the very beginning of your story. So those are two really tangible pieces there. What might be like one more tangible piece that people could go implement today?
1: Well, I would say make an offer if you are, I have a goal of selling every day. So a lot of people think that they forget that they're in business. And so they forget they're in business. But if you go to Whole Foods, if you go to Walmart, they're always open. Or if you go to Amazon, it's open 24 seven. Yeah. So you should be making an offer every single day. Mm -hmm. If it's, An offer to buy your book. It's an offer to join Megan's program. Like you could be an affiliate, you could be sharing something, but a lot of people, the reason why your sales are where they are is because you only make one offer maybe once a month Mm -hmm. or in one marketing moment versus consistently. You need Mm -hmm. to be consistent with your offers.
0: So what does that look like? What's that look like for you? Is because I know you're not like getting on sales calls every single day, 365 days a year. So what Give us an idea of what that looks like in your business.
1: Yes. It's a just hypothetical a very business. Yeah. A simple situation is I, i um, I have a book and so I will just write a post on social media. And at the end I'll have a PS that says, have you gotten my book yet? And I won't even put the book link in. Then people will say, well, what's your book? And then I put it in there. Mm-hmm. I obviously run, or I don't I should say, obviously I also run Facebook ads to funnels that I have that are constantly selling. Uh, Mm -hmm. So that's one way, another way. And then you could do a YouTube short that has an offer, a call to action. So just Mm -hmm. get consistent with your call to actions. Mm -hmm. Um, I have a client love list on my desk. And so these are people that I'm constantly following up with. Checking in, sending them a text, seeing how they are. Hey, I'm thinking about you. Here's an inspiring YouTube video. I just thought about you. So getting in the loop with people, asking for referrals is another way. Mm-hmm. Asking your current clients if they want to buy, maybe putting together a retreat or putting together another level program, inviting them to join you in that way. hmm
0: So these are things that you, as the business owner, you are still doing those types of activities. You're not like putting that off to a team member to do.
1: Personally, no, because I'm in a challenge at this very moment. I'm leading my clients through a 31 day sold out sales challenge. So I'm personally doing it. And I, it's really fun because I'm, I am like, for example, I think it was Friday or Saturday. I hadn't made my offer yet. And I had just come back from traveling and I didn't really feel like it. So I was resisting it, but I told my clients, we're doing this challenge. So I just came up with this idea. So here's the, this is what I'm getting at. Whenever you feel resistance, take action through the resistance. So then I realized that my mentor gave me a a program called um, millionaire mindset training or something, but I have the reprint rights for it. So I just put an offer out there. For that and it gave me energy because sales is creativity and sale you know sales is or connection is currency and it gave me this energy and this boost and now all of a sudden I had a whole idea for a whole new program that I'm going I've been on a bunch of private jets with him and I'm gonna to put together my jet notes and pair it up with the program that he has and help people raise their yeah. their mindset. So yeah I don't do this I didn't do this every day last month, but I'm really finding value in it this month.
0: Yeah. So, something that I'm also picking up on, you know, you're you're an expert in speaking. You're an expert in growing your business through speaking. And something that I'm also hearing you say is that you're speaking to people one-on-one in some form or capacity or whatever every single day. You are Uh, you've got a mentor that you're speaking to, you're in a mastermind group, so you're speaking to your peers. And you're really growing your whole network also through speaking, not just speaking to the audience who's buying from you, but you're constantly using the art and science of speaking to ultimately build relationships, right? Mm -hmm. And you're identifying where can I support people? Where can I give value? But also, who do I need to support me? I just wanted to point that out to the audience that you're not just speaking in webinars or masterclasses or on YouTube. Yes, you do all those things. Yes, you speak from stage. You've got your live event, but you're actually using the art and and the gift of, of speech and speaking with all of your interactions every single day.
1: Yeah. I love that. Exactly. Yeah. Because if you're just hiding out as a recluse, or just you know I'm a mom as well so I could get really engaged with my you know my family has me doing absolutely everything you know they my son needs a passport he's going to Costa Rica now so it's like all these things like i and the soccer tryouts the things that i forget right like i could just get lost in that but i have to remember i have a business and yes but you're it's so important to be in a network and be inspired by other people
0: and i know you were telling me before you press record you've got your own coach. You're in like, it's a new mastermind, right? That you're a member of.
1: Yeah. I've uh, I've been in like six or seven months. Yeah. Okay. So
0: talk about that too. I mean, you're not, again, you're not new to this. You've been in coaching programs. You've had plenty of mentors and coaches. You've been in a lot of masterminds. How important is it to find the right one for you based on where you're headed into the future? And you don't need to share like names or groups that you're currently in, but... You know, this is a new one and it's um I follow you and I've I've talked to you about this before, but you're certainly positioning yourself in a room of people who are, you know, probably some of them are doing things you haven't done yet that you want to do, obviously. Oh,
1: right. We all do that, entire so. Yeah, it's such a good point. It's fun too because I am in a group where everybody like I saw I saw them, I saw a woman in the group make 12 million dollars from her event. They're making like serious cashish. <laughs> and so there's people who are, I, I went to, I am um, I miss my plane. I could go on and on, but I miss my airplane because I ran into one of the women and we, she just celebrated her million dollar day. She is a physician and just talking and networking with her and what I'm getting from all these people who are at this higher level. It's all about service. Mm. It's seriously this bigger heart to give and to provide value and to love people. Mm-hmm. And I'm loving that. So, yeah, no, i I find like, I've been a part of multiple masterminds. I've probably been over these 18 years. I didn't really start investing until about 2000, let's just call it 2009. So, so like 14, 15 years now. Mm-hmm. Fourteen years, mm-hmm. and over those years, I've been probably with five or six mentors, and I'll stay with them for at least two years. Mm-hmm. And it's always a loss when it's over because it's such a value that they give and a community that we don't get when we're living our our normal lives by ourselves. Mm-hmm. I mean, my husband can't give that to me. My the the soccer moms can't give that to me. My church can't give that to me. They don't get us so much.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: It's so true.
0: I love what you just said about these folks that are having a $12 million event, a a million dollar day, that it really does shift into being of service and coming from a place of love. And I'm in two private organizations. They're not coaching programs. They're not masterminds. They're not marketed. You don't see anything about them online. You actually can't even look them up and find them online. They're like nomination only kind of thing. And in both of them, one of them, It's uh, in the real estate industry and everybody is doing a million plus if they're in real estate in that particular group. It's like 170 people. And then another one that I'm in, you don't have to have a certain financial level, but they have levels inside of the organization. And there are people who are in it who like, you don't even know who they are. Like Tony Robbins might be in it. Ed Milet might be in it. I have no idea because they're never actually going to show their face inside of that. But the thing that I've noticed, and I'm interested to hear your take on this, Amanda, that is so different from the very traditional coaching space. Um, it's that, you know, the guy that is um, the leader of one of the private groups, he is an investor in 200 companies. Wow. You know, he's got equity in 200 different companies and he ma- I don't even know how much money he makes. I don't know if he's a billionaire. I don't know if he makes hundreds of money. I have no clue. I have no clue, but it's up there, right? If you're investing in right. 200 different companies, right? Like you're up there. Yeah. And the whole premise, everything that is talked about in both of these groups, it's what you just said. It is service and love and giving Mm -hmm. value and abundance exchange, not fair exchange, not equal exchange, not partial exchange, abundance exchange. And every time we have a call or an event or an email goes out, it is reiterated and repeated over over and over and over and over and over again. And that's something that I actually haven't seen done in that way in the traditional coaching space. And I'm bringing it up in the way that I am for, I'm trying to make a point here. A lot of folks in the coaching space think that that is where they're actually coming from. But then you're saying you get into these groups where people are doing $12 million events and million dollar days. And it's like, it's about service and love. And I think a lot of people may be hearing this thinking, well, it isn't it everywhere.
1: Mm -hmm. I would love
0: to hear your, just your experience with that and your perspective on that, on that.
1: That's so cool. Yeah. I think it's also, I think in a lot of groups, there's to, when I had you on my podcast, there's only a couple people in a lot of coaching groups that actually are successful. Mm -hmm. And it, and it's where there's so much to say about this, but if you are taking in these groups, these groups these higher level groups are taking winners who already know how to win and helping them win bigger mm-hmm. where a lot of coaching groups are getting people, but they haven't shifted their identity. Mm-hmm. They don't have their identity yet. of I am a multiple seven figure coach mentor who is building a huge, an organization that's going to change lives and leave a legacy and change future generations. They're just thinking about how can I make how can I make twenty five thousand or a hundred thousand dollars this month? It's very money orientated. Mm-hmm. It's not a long game. That's kind of what I'm sensing. but what this is another side note. most of the people that I spoke to, they have a couple women at this at last event. They left home at 16 years old. They were on their own, sixteen years old, graduating with doctorate degrees by the time they were twenty two. Another person had major, was born without limbs. So a lot of people, they've, they've, they had to grow up really quick. Mm-hmm. And so I, I'm finding that in that, there's just a lot, a level of maturity and emotional maturity versus maybe what's sold and marketed in the coaching industry is how to just, it's about money. It's about money. It's about status. It's about getting stuff. Versus, I've already been there and I know what it's like. And now I want to help as many possible people get out of that or shorten the shorten the the route. Yep, and to get the result.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, just to add to that, like going back to the guy that that hosts. He's not the he, he's not the owner of it, but he he's the leader of this private group and mm-hmm. that I'm speaking of. And he was teaching one one on one call, he was talking about the difference between the lower class, the middle class and the wealthy class. And he said Mm -hmm. the middle class, which is largely who coaching programs are marketing to that's largely who's in those programs. It's not lower class. It's usually middle class. And he said, middle class is the most selfish class Mm
1: -hmm. because the
0: middle middle class thinking is selfish thinking. And it it was, it wasn't like a judgment or a put down. He was showing us The mindset of the different classes. And he said, the middle class has a more selfish way of thinking, and it's why they never get out of the middle class. And so the way they're thinking is I have to make more money for me. I have to make more money to pay my bills. I have to make more money to buy the dream house. I have to make more money to get the car I want. I have to make more money to go on the trip I want to go on. I have to make more money to buy the shoes and the purses and the clothes and get my hair done and blown out every day. And I'm not making fun of that. It's just like, That's more selfish thinking. And I'd I'd actually never heard anybody talk Mm -hmm. about that way of thinking. And that mindset is actually very selfish. And it's why the middle class never get out of being middle class until they shift their thinking into what you brought up, which is being of service, giving value and coming from a place of love. That's what actually elevates you into the wealthier class.
1: It's so true because it's, it's the middle class is very selfish because it is all about just yourself like let me just get there and then I'll be I'll have all my stuff and I'll be on my mountain I'll be safe you yeah. don't have to do anything anymore but really when you're willing to let all that go and trust and it's like it's so tr- it's an upper frequency it's an upper room and it's a room of affluence and abundance and mm-hmm. give and take and very generous generosity mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah yes. that's so yeah. good and and yeah. the thing is that middle class is shrinking in America. Yeah, going away. And I actually googled. Remember when Obama was like uh, uh, Main Street to to Wall Street? And I was like, What's Main Street? What's middle class? Middle class is really it's a lot less than I thought. It's between fifty to like maybe eighty thousand dollars a month. Where I thought middle class would be like two hundred fifty thousand a month. But No, like a year. Oh, a year. So okay, a year. So it's crazy. But really very few people are even in that. It's a 3% there that make above six figures
0: mm-hmm.
1: a year. It's 10% make above six figures. Mm-hmm. So that means you need to do things differently than 90% of the people if you want to make and if you want to do seven figures, that's three mm-hmm. percent. So that means you have to be different in your thinking, your feeling, your acting, your believing, your attitudes, your environment, than 97% of the people.
0: Yeah. Which means not hanging out with them all the time or tuning into those channels or stations. Mm -hmm. Right. Like I don't even, I don't really tune into like mainstream TV, mainstream music, mainstream news, like mainstream anything, because it keeps you at a particular level of thinking. For
1: sure. Yeah. You really have to change your environment. And that's the other value of being in a group like this and a network, because you're having conversations that are just like, just unre- the common person, not, I don't want to say common, but your typical person isn't thinking or feeling that way. Mm-hmm. And, and so getting in new rooms, getting in new conversations, getting new ways of thinking and believing is so life-changing and, and, um, pretty exciting when you think about it. Because the thing is, um, we the middle class is shrinking. And so the affluent and the upper affluent will always be here. The high net worth people will always be here. You, in terms of going back to speaking, we need to solve rich people problems mm-hmm. or find solutions that, that people who have money can um, pay for. And so that means you have to have different conversations yourself in your marketing and in your speaking. Exactly. So true.
0: It is. And that's something that you have to work on every single day. You don't just like think about it one time. It's every single day. And it's constantly opening up new doors for yourself and walking in those rooms, just like you did. And I'm sure that wasn't the easiest thing for you to do. Right. You know, you have to put your ego to the side because it's like, no, it's like not safe for me in there. I'm not going to fit in or this. I don't belong here. But you're there and it's going to accelerate you faster than if you were in some of these other rooms, probably.
1: One hundred percent. You. Yeah. I mean, I am. It's funny how some people I will physically like be like, <laughs> it's funny. Have you ever been in a room where you're like, oh, my gosh, like you're you're um, you don't um, think you're enough, but you are enough. And it's just all in your own head. It's, it's just your worth equation has been confronted yeah. based on your stories and your your stories and your standards. So. It's so fun to be able to have that because in your normal life, you're not having those events happen to you because you're comfortable and safe and having the same conversations.
0: Exactly, exactly. So um, in closing here, what is maybe like a an identity or a new thought or new belief that you're really working on yourself like internally right now um, that you're like tripling down on?
1: Oh, wow. Well, I have a you know, just so this whole idea of releasing the the 80% focusing on the 20%. So one thing I've been doing is putting some parameters in place. So I am not checking my social media until 1 PM where before I have a morning routine from five 30 until eight with, or more like until nine with my, I take my kids and then I drop them off and I do a walk and go to the gym. But then sometimes I check the social media and that emotionally hooks you. And so what I'm doing is I'm putting that in, in that, that in place. Um, I do a thing of visualization every day. So I visualize, I personally want that million dollar award, a million dollar in a day award. So I'm seeing myself, what that would feel like, what that team would be like, uh, what it would be like to fulfill at that level, having Megan come on and helping me with the <laughs> client experience. Yeah. Um, cause that's one of your geniuses and yeah, so that's it. So many things. Body, I, I've cut out. Um, I do this, I do 50, 50, 50, which is 50 push-ups, sit-ups, and squats a day. And then I don't have um no chips, chocolate, or crackers. No, my three C's. So I don't have those. So I'm I'm shifting my identity to being a, a fit. I mean, I've I've always been fit, but even more fit.
0: Yeah. Well, hey, if you want to add another C to that, drink celery juice in the morning. Ooh, yeah. That's really helpful. I started That's, doing that in January. Nice. Yeah. Oh, I have a it you out, and, and it cleans up your, cleans your mind out
1: too. I love it. I heard you have to drink
0: it immediately though. Yeah. It's, it's, so I do like lemon water, wait yeah. 20 minutes and then do the celery juice. So it's with no food. It's not as effective. It's if it's like in the middle of the day after your lunch.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I'm I'm a big fan of batching. So when I juice, I will juice like five bottles and drink them throughout the week. Uh huh. And one of my uh, old client said, no, you have to drink it immediately, but I don't have time to be juicing. You know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I can make time for my seven, eight. I, I don't know. It's a logistic yeah. thing. I got to work
0: through. I know it takes a, it takes a minute to juice the celery for sure. Cool. And then well, to
1: clean it. Yeah.
0: I know. I know it's a, it's a, it's a little job. It's a little job to yeah drink it. Yeah. It's worth
1: it though. Think of the mental it clarity.
0: It really is. Yeah. Cool. Amanda. Awesome. I love this conversation with you today. We brought up some really, really important topics today that I don't really, I think it's the first time I've talked about some of these topics on the show with anybody. So thanks for bringing it. Yeah. And, thanks um, for
1: Great questions.
0: Yeah. Tell us where we can follow you, find you. I know you're on all the social medias. I know you've got yes. stuff coming up soon. So tell us where to find you and follow you.
1: Okay. So Amanda Moxley is I'm, you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube that way I do. A, I have a YouTube channel. That is awesome. I am Adam And then I have a masterclass called www.speakandgrowrichmasterclass.com. I'd love for you guys to sh- come there. That's where I teach you how to generate a year's worth of income in a single weekend through the power of profitable live events, workshops, and retreats. And then I have a challenge called speakandgrowrichchallenge.com.
0: I love it. Awesome. We'll yes, thank you.
1: For sure. Thank All you. Right, Amanda, thanks for being here. My pleasure. Thanks everyone. Bye. Bye. Thank
0: you so much for tuning into the Built to Last show. If you're loving the show and have gotten any value out of it for your business and life, would you mind doing two things? Subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode and leave us a review. Our listener reviews helps us get more visibility and reach more people just like you. Help us make a difference for more entrepreneurs by helping them grow their businesses in a way that aligns with their life, family, and core values. Thank you so much for being part of our community and tuning into the show each week.